And ladies and gentlemen, this is another installment of Killinois with Bird and Cam. This is your boy Bird, and as always with me, Cam. How are we doing, dear? Um, I decided to adopt another dog. Yeah. Good Lord. Right. So it's going good. Scooby Dooby Doo. It is going good. That's the name Scooby of the dog. and uh, he's a four-month-old chocolate lab. And he's got a lot of energy, and he pees and poos a lot. And it's like I told you when you when I first saw the uh, when you first sent me the pics and you told me his name, I was like, "Well, shit," because folks, he has another dog named Doug. And I was like, "Well, now you need to change Doug's name to Scrappy for for storyline continuity. It just makes perfect sense." And Doug looks like Scrappy. Scooby does not look. Mm-hmm. Scooby looks like a Steve. <laughs> Next thing you know, Doug's like, let me at him. Let me at him. Fuck. Oh, Doug's been like that for the whole week. Oh, boy. It takes time. It takes time. I just felt bad for Sophie. Like, she at least had the one, like, now she's, just, she's operating at a two-to-one dog-to-cat disadvantage. Like, that just, my heart bleeds for her feel bad for her. She's on top right now. Doug's the one who's at the bottom, unfortunately. Well, that's what she said. Um, so we are coming back to you guys to a, again, another episode of Killinois. Last week, by the time you're here, this is going to be back to back, but last week we recorded the first part of Rob Bogoyevich. He was the Illinois governor who did a lot of shady shit that we talked more in succinct about part one. And as we get in part two, we'll talk more of those shady dealings and backlash. And there's an aftermath. So uh, without further ado, let's get this motherfucker show Ready, Cam? Hit those good motherfuckers with a disclaimer. Hello, guys. Hello. Just remember, we're here just to do our job. That's report. So if there's anything that seems incorrect, um, just let us know. Hit us up on Killinois with Bird and Cam on Facebook. Um, we're here just to do our job. Um, we find various facts from news articles, uh, interviews, police reports, uh, things of that nature. So... Again, we're not professionals or doctors, so, like, don't take us for verbatim. But, yeah, I'm going to just keep talking until, I don't know. Okay, I'm ready. Well, this is just your show as much as mine. I mean, don't, like, shit, you can talk as much as you want. Fuck. Uh, oh, boy. I'm just ready to do thing. Just say no to drugs, kids. When that way, um, ready to do the damn thing? I'm ready to do the damn thing. Alrighty. So, to the untrained eye, Rod Blagojevich has a lot of upside. He's white. I mean, that's just kind of like, you know, you got the complexion for the protection of the collection, but he's white. He's relatively young. Reflect- and Wait. He- <laughs> yeah, well, what was that? Reflection in his what? You said what? Protection for his collection. So he's wait, got, collect, wait. So it's an old saying that he had that if you are of Caucasian ethnicity, again, we're going to have white people listening. like, what the fuck? But I have a white co-host, so fuck you. Anyway, so we have this saying where, you know, somebody has the complexion for the protection for the collection. 
That's just a, a fancier way of saying white privilege. Damn, I've never heard that before. Yeah, I'll, I, every, every once in a while when it's like a Facebook like insult with somebody, then I'll, th- I'll whip it out. Just Damn, f- that's a sneaky one. <laughs> so, to the untrained eye, Rob Lagojevich has a lot of upside. He's white. He's relatively young in his early 50s, yet he still has a prestigious political trajectory. He's got political connections. He's a prolific campaign fundraiser. He's got ambitions that rivals Lucifer. He is the governor of one of the most populous states in the country. And oh, Cam, guess what? He's white. But if you scratch beneath the surface, you'll find a man who's alienated his state's political party. A man who was just as much concerned with his hair, $1,000 suits, and national media appearances and day-to-day going-ongs with his constituents to the point that he had a 13% approval rate. Cam, do you know how bad you have to be to have a 13% approval rating? Um, I just remember there was somebody who put in D's nuts for president, and I thought it got like 12%. So that's that's Chris Wild. What do you think? D's nuts. Got 12%. So 12% is actually thinking you have the same with somebody who at that point, as we're talking the timeline, he had been governor for almost a decade. And to really put it in perspective, when we talk about... That changes. Yeah, and we talk about Donald Trump, and that name will be popping up as we get along in this story. As one of the most divisive presidents, level or not, uh, one of the divisive, most divisive presidents of our time, his approval rate hovers around 40%. So that just brings a lot of things into context when you are doing your job so bad, and this is a this is a, a predominantly democratic state in, in many respects, that you have a 13% approval rate. I wonder how he would be, let's say, if he was running for mayor and all that shit today. I feel like it would be different. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, as again, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. I guess, you know, that's the, the, the thing with America. Like, we love giving people second and third and fourth and fifth chances and whatnot. And I guess absence, in, in, in his case, makes the heart grows fonder. And again, not trying to get ahead, but you'll, you'll see why as we keep this, you keep talking. So anyways, um, but as we were saying, consider these examples of the man behind the hair. And no, again, we're not talking about Trump. We're talking about Blagojevich. There you go. Hold out, Trump. <laughs> a 2008 New York Times article interviewed a longtime former Blagojevich employee, recalling an incident actually during the Christmas season of 2003. According to that employee, Blagojevich flew into a rage because he thought he was late for a holiday tree lighting ceremony in Springfield. And his two young daughters, who were visiting with Santa Claus in the parlor of the governor's mansion, did not have their shoes on yet. You're trying to sabotage my career, the employee recalled Mr. Blagojevich screaming. He would charge into the parlor. You're the worst. God forbid you made a mistake. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So he's this that this man is a Karen. Yeah, he's what is the male version of Karen? A Steve? Chad, Steve. I remember you 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 brought this up on Facebook the other day, right? 
Yeah. Who? I don't know. I thought it was like Ken or Kevin, Steve. We're going to have to figure it out. Brad, maybe. Yeah. I mean, guys, whoever listening to this, just let us know. But uh, another Christmas time incident a year later would have a trickle-down effect that would eventually lead to the downfall of Blagojevich. During a family dinner, the governor and his father-in-law, the powerful alderman Richard Mill, had a loud argument stemming from the fact that Blagojevich shut down a landfill operated by a relative of Mill, with the governor claiming that the measure was taking types of waste that it wasn't licensed to accept. And Mill was pissed, claiming that Blagojevich had it out for him due to a personal rift that became that came between them years before, then levied the charge of then accused his top fundraiser, Tony Resco, of trading appointments to state commissions and boards for campaign donations. Now, despite trying to recant his statements, Mail caught the attention of state officials, who then got in touch with the feds. And before you knew it, U.S. District Attorney Patrick Fitzgerald creates Operation Board Games. And this is pretty much something to determine whether state panels had been corrupted to give insiders the heads up to get kickbacks and money from state contracts. And Operation Board Games focused strictly on Blagojevich's fundraiser, Resco, who was indicted on a charge of influence peddling in October of 2006. So again, if you guys remember from part one, we were talking about all of these people, these politicians or their right-hand men and whatnot, or donators. It's just something about this. You hear all these motherfuckers getting arrested and uh, convicted and all that. We will continue that trend. Good old Illinois. But like you were saying, an example of corruption that benefited Blagojevich was an association between the governor and his regional chief of staff, John Wimma. As the governor was seeking fundraising, he reached out to Wima. 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 Is it Wima or Wima? I think it's Wima. Wima. Giant Wima. Wima. Yeah. Wima. Wima. It sounds Somebody, better. Oh, because yeah. I... Wima. Wima. Yeah, Wima does sound better. Okay, anyways. Reached out to Wima, who by that point was a lobbyist for Children's Memorial Hospital. Bitch, what? <laughs> that makes me scary. Um... Blagojevich targeted the hot for fundraising that was used to help the governor's plan to boost state aid to the facility. However, Wyman was uh, pretty concerned by the forceful tactics in which Blagojevich solicited money. Attending two meetings at the governor's campaign headquarters that he later said unnerved him. So funny enough, Wyman was also under investigation because, you know, of course he would be, as his lobbying contacts included, of all people, Resco. When confronted by the feds, Wyma stated his meetings with Blagojevich, the pay-to-play nature and trying to solicit donations, and on the strength of Wyma's statement, the feds were granted a judicial warrant to bug the office, the campaign office, that is. And like the male incident, the Wyma episode has a domino effect because now... The wiretaps on phones connected Bogoyevich from the staff and campaign offices to his landline lo- uh, landline phone located home office. Cam, is landline phone still a thing? Uh, my boss actually has one. Shit, we were talking I mean, about it today. Like it reminds me, like when I my first job as uh, it's pretty much a glorified telemarketer, and again I I had to. <laughs> 
call like these landlines and it was just so hard because you have all these people, especially it was at night and you're calling. Of course, only people who had landlines now are elderly people. And this is during fucking Will of yep. Fortune time. So I still trying to my get my job and it's like, I'm trying, you're taking me away from my van of white. Get off the phone. It wasn't fun. It was not fun. But I digress. Oh, the up. <laughs> I digress. But with the character of lack of moral turpitude, it should not be a surprise that despite all these traits of Lugoyevich, despite being the governor of, again, one of the most populous states in the country, despite being in the national eye with having the power of replacing the vacant seat of the president-elect of the United States, there's that FBI cloud smelling corruption and kickbacks waiting for a fuck-up, and the Senate seat provides it. My nephew, Alex, he just turned 26 today. I said, Alex, you know, I called for his birthday, and I said, it's just too bad you're not four years older, because I could have given you a U.S. Senate seat for your birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I've got this thing, and it's fucking golden. Right. And I, I'm just not giving it up for fucking nothing. I'm not going to do it. And, and I can always parachute, use it, and fucking parachute me there. I thought to fret about that, you, you know? There's life after that if I do it. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. wow. Wow, he wasn't holding back on that one. He he was not. Not at all. So, going back to the Senate seat, we noted in part one that Goyevich, looking for a replacement to provide him something in return, like either a position in the Obama administration or an ambassador role, the governor's brother, Robert, recommends him about a possible deal to name the, the then U.S. Rep. Jesse Jackson Jr. to the Senate seat. We also mentioned in the first part how Blagojevich goes way back with Jackson during their days in Congress. So you also have that component. And those in the Jesse camp are receptive to the idea of being Senate. And as the federal prosecutors charge, are willing to put forth about $1.5 million in campaign cash to get a seat. So that's a, that's, that's a lot of money. So according to the Chicago Tribune, allies of Jackson and Chicago's Indian community had made the pledge to Robert previously. With one of them holding up one finger on one hand and five on the other to communicate the amount, the person apparently really meant $6 million. However, this this figure was not indicated on the recorded phone call. So Bogorovich wanted his brother to tell the Jackson representative that fundraising would have to start immediately if he wanted to make uh, if he made Jackson the senator. Now, you got to be careful how you express that. Bogorovich told his brother, and assume everybody's listening. The whole world is listening. And little That's did it. he know, Cameron. Little did he know, After Je- the whole world would be listening to those very same fucking words. With all the damning... <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> Moron. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. With all the damning evidence collected against him, U.S. Attorney Patrick Fitzgerald decides he has all he needs for an indictment. And on December 9th, 2008... 
governor, Rob Lagoyevich, was arrested in his Chicago home by the feds. And in all, there would be 24 charges of corruption that he would stand trial for. According to the Justice Department formal complaint, the governor, quote-unquote, conspired to commit several pay-to-play schemes, including attempting to obtain personal gain through the corrupt use of his authority to fill the United States Senate seat vacated by Barack Obama following his election as president. Moreover, the wiretap recording stated that Blagojevich discussed his desire to get something in exchange for an appointment to the seat. Upon making bail, well, Blagojevich still had a state to run, he had obligations to uphold, and that is, of case, the Senate seat. So on New Year's Eve 2008, Blagojevich names former state controller Roland Burris to replace Obama's seat. And as for Jesse Jackson Jr., he astonishingly originally avoided the pitfalls that befell Blagojevich at first, but you can love this camp. In 2012, he was forced to resign his Congress seat, citing that he violated federal campaign law by using campaign funds to make personal purchases. And the following year, pleaded to one count of wire and mail fraud. I mean, obviously this stuff isn't funny, but... <laughs> I mean, Jesus, this shit makes itself up. This time, but... Us Illinoisans, we don't give up, apparently. No! Yikes. <clears throat> the Burr's appointment to the Senate will be the last act Lagoyevich, um did as governor. In January 2009, the Illinois House and Senate started formal impeachment proceedings. And on January 8th, the Illinois House voted 114-1 with... Uh, three absence, uh, absentees uh, to impeach Blagojevich. So uh, it was pretty one-sided that we needed to get rid of Blagojevich. Yeah. Um, charges brought by the House emphasized Blagojevich's alleged abuses of, abuses of power and his alleged uh, attempt to sell legislative authorizations and or vetoes Um and the governatorial appointments, including that of Obama's vacated Senate seat. And it doesn't help that Blagojevich was taped by the FBI saying, I've got this thing, and it's fucking golden. I'm not just giving it up for fucking nothing. <laughs> so later that month, the measure went before the Senate, and by two separate unanimous votes of 59 to 0, Blagojevich was removed from office and banned from ever running office in Illinois again. I just feel like they should do that across the United States. But that's just me. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, like, when in, in um, doing research and even remembering back, like, it's so rare, especially in this day and age, where you see, like, this bipartisan, especially in a state like Illinois, and I, and I say that with experience as a political reporter, during a period where you had a budget impasse and the chief characteristic was Republicans and Democrats not agreeing to anything. So when you see something like, we're all going to agree unanimously that on something. And this is, and, and we're talking about somebody, uh, head of state, in this case, a governor, 
has did something wrong so egregiously that he has to go. I mean, hell, we we had a fucking we had a fucking impeachment hearing earlier this year with Trump, and that shit was dominated by partisanship. So again, when you see that, it's something like really, it's just a fresh thing to look back on. It's like, oh man, you know, people actually came together and on the on the basis of fucking common decency of like, okay, something is not right. Let's just let's just walk across the aisle and say we need to do something about it. So I mean, that's just something that really just caught my eye there, or my ear, yeah. so I say. In the Netflix documentary *Trial by Media*, which covered the Bogoyevich case, the ex-governor's defense attorney Sam Adams was interviewed and made a strategy to drum up public sentiment, which was to keep his client in the public eye. And for an attention whore like Rob Bogoyevich, that's not too much to ask from. That's like saying, "Hey, Cam." Let's just, why don't you get another, uh, pet? You love pets. It's like, oh, say no more. So, <laughs> so, Blagojevich begins making the media rounds from Larry King Live to Letterman and everywhere in between. In addition to professing his innocence, he claimed he was being propped up as a martyr, that the Illinois legislature's decision to impeach was politically motivated. It's kind of hard when you have... 118 out of 119 legislators in the state say, get the fuck out of here, and 59 Republicans and Democrats unanimously say, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know. Because, of course, being on tape trying to sell a United States seat for personal game is totally on the level. Instead, he accused, accused his lieutenant governor, turned successor, Pat Quinn, of doing the exact thing. However, Quinn came out and revealed that, in fact, all expenses incurred by Quinn were made and used on his own dime and that there were never any impropriety. For uh, Blagojevich to be innocent, he's doing a lot of name-blaming on other people. Some kind of of non-guilty conscience, that's what I'm saying. Shit. So he actually also went on the attack against the man whose seat he tried to sell. Then... President Barack Obama stated in 2010, everything he's saying on a teleprompter, I'm blacker than Barack Obama. I shine shoes. I grew up in a five-room apartment. My father had a laundry mat in black Mimi, not from, from where he lived. I saw it all growing up. He soon backpedaled from the term blacker then, saying that he chose his words poorly. He stood by his message that the frustration is real and the frustration is still today. Average ordinary people aren't getting a fair shake. So so, so so let's let's just piggyback on that. Remember what I said earlier in the episode about the complexion for the protection of the collection, right? What if, was that comment that Blagojevich oh my god. Blacker than like no Who makes <laughs> those comments? <laughs> it's like I'm I'm blacker than like I, I how? I hate people. You're wrong. You're wrong, Blagojevich. You're fucking wrong. You're an idiot. You're a piece of shit. Goodbye. Get out of Illinois. Well, we still here. So, <laughs> well, well, we're not gonna get nine and a half subs, but uh, wow, <laughs> blacker than <laughs> shit. Needing to stay in the public eye and trying to supplement an income that now that his salary as governor was taken away. 
Blagojevich goes to reality TV. He petitions NBC and a judge to let him on the reality TV show Help, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is basically just Fear Factor and Survivor mixed with D-less celebrities trying to prolong their 15 minutes of fame, though the expiration date was actually 15 years prior. The petition fails because the reality show was located out of the country, and who the fuck would let someone brought up on federal charges get the opportunity just to get out the country? What say you? Like, <laughs> that, right there. That would be... That's pretty fun. <laughs> However, Bogoyevich does get to go on an NBC reality show after all. On another reality show where D-list celebrities shill. But in this case, it's a celebrity apprentice. And that shilling is for Satan himself and a blonde toupee and a Cheeto tan. The Cheeto was impressed with Blagojevich's savvyism and gumption, stating that Blagojevich's tremendous courage and guts predicted that he would become one of the show's breakout stars. However, by the episode, fourth episode, he was eliminated. But keep that in mind. That little anecdote. Following the celebrity apprentice appearance, Blagojevich finally goes to trial. So, at the source of contention was the audio tapes where Blagojevich explicitly is explicit oh my goodness explicitly is trying to sell off the senate seat for a promise of a prestige situation blagojevich takes the stand in his own defense and in true blagojevich style tries to play the audience i've used these examples sometimes the press goes out and says i compare myself to winston churchill (laughs) to gandhi Churchill and gandhi Winston Churchill to Gandhi, those are two completely different people. Yeah, because I equate I equate trying to stop a war, one of the great conflicts of the 20th century, and I also try to equate, in terms of Gandhi, trying to lead my people out of centuries of oppression from, to selling a Senate seat and getting mad because... His daughter's shoes are not tied. Yeah, that's that's one that's one hell of a uh, comparison. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, wow. Comparing himself to um, former President Barack Obama. So <laughs> he's blacker than him. That's right. That's right. This fucking guy. He just he uses them as examples, but he <laughs> he doesn't actually say them. Apparently, Jesus fucking. Blagojevich actually continued to testify, saying, but those are historical figures who I have great admiration for. And you can, I believe, draw life lessons from their lives, their struggles, how they dealt with the adversities, the things, the principles, the purposes that they committed their lives to. (laughs) On August 17, 2010, he was convicted on one of the 24, only one? One of the twenty-four. You can't win them all, hon. You can't win them all. Of lying to the FBI. However, the jury could not come to the decision on the twenty-three other counts. The defense did not call a single witness, stating that the prosecutor prosecutors bungled their case because the jury could not agree on the remaining charges. A mistrial was ordered for those counts. Within fifteen minutes after the mistrial was declared. 
The prosecution team announced that they would definitely pursue a retrial on the 23 mistrial counts. A post-verdict court date was set for August 23, 2010. And from then to a year, prosecutors reduced the number of counts for Bogoyevich retrial set for the following year. And on June 27, 2011, he was found guilty of 17 charges. In all, he was found accountable on all charges alluding to the Senate seat, as well as extortion related to state funds being directed towards the aforementioned Children's Hospital, in addition to a racetrack. On December 11, 2011, Bogoyevich was sentenced to 14 years in federal prison. On March 15, 2012, Bogoyevich was finally sent to Federal Correctional Institution in Inglewood, Colorado, to serve out his sentence. So, Lagoyevich tried to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. He dyed his hair blonde. He became a history teacher to fellow inmates. He joined a prison band known as the Jailhouse Rockers, owing to his lifelong fascination with Elvis. So, I mean... And I remember when he got... uh, I remember that day when he was getting sent to prison... Like they, it was, it was at the start of, and it was my first spring break out of UIS and I was finally home and they were about to start the NCAA tournament and they had this, they break the news, Bogoyevich is going to jail and he's going in the car and they got the side, it's like, it's the same camera shot as when, because it's the traffic camera shot. I don't know why it reminded me of OJ, but it did. And I was going to say Jay Simpson shot. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, he's going to go to 18 years. I was like, wow, how am I fucking falling? And he's already out. But I wish it was like, but throughout his prison term, like you're saying, he yearned to appeal his term. Blagojevich appealed his conviction on the contention judicial bias. A judge who suppressed vital information and a contaminated jury pool. And that he was found guilty in the court of public opinion long before he went to trial. However, one by one, the appeals were denied. But it would take a stroke of luck being on a reality TV that would bring Blagojevich his long-awaited freedom. For the star of the Celebrity Apprentice was now the commander in Cheeto. <laughs> in May 2018, President Trump announced he was contemplating pardoning Blagojevich because he believed that Blagojevich's sentence was unfair. <clears throat> the following months, Blagojevich filed a formal petition officially asking the president for um, a commutation. I can't talk right now. No, you can. <laughs> commutation of sentence on, in August 2019, last year. Um Trump commented to reporters that he was very strongly considering issuing a commutation. And on February 18, 2020, President Trump commuted Blagojevich's 14 corruption sentence. Trump stated that, I don't know him very well. I've met him a couple times. He was on, for a short time on The Apprentice years ago. Seemed like a very nice person. Don't know him, but he served eight years in jail. There's a long time to go, Trump said to reporters. And after eight years, Rob Lagojevich was released from prison. Um, it was yep, yeah, this February. Uh, on the top step of his north side residence, among a 
bevy of family, friends, and supporters, and including Ronnie Woo Woo, the, the Cubs' unofficial mascot, which was very fucking huh. Like, I remember I'm, I'm watching Blagojevich's video, and you have, and that's the thing, if, if you're a Cubs fan, you're listening to this, and you know who Ronnie Woo Woo is. Ronnie Woo Woo is his mascot, pretty much a mascot. He's always has the Cubs uniform. He's always out, he's got the, uh, he's got a flag, and he's going, go Cubs, woo, Cubs, woo, Ronnie Woo Woo. So, imagine, and he's wearing his Cubs gear. It's very out of sort. Like, you have all these people, and this is a very emotional, what have you seen. Wagoyevich is finally reacclimating to public society eight months. And then you have Ronnie fucking woo-woo out doing his Ronnie woo-woo things because it's 2020. Little did you know, this right before the pandemic hit. But Blagojevich stated that I'm profoundly grateful to President Trump, and I will be for as long as I live. He said that Trump was a man who's not only tough and outspoken, strong, but he has a kind heart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do what he will with that uh, quote. That's not accurate, but I could be wrong. Maybe he does have a really nice heart, but Mm -hmm. I'm not here for it. You mean the kind of heart that allows 300,000 plus to die? Yeah, that's funny. Um, That's a black hole. But speaking of black hole... He proclaimed, proclaimed Blagojevich himself to be a Trumpocrat, I guess, because he was a Democrat, and Democrats who support Trump, <laughs> Trumpocrat. Huh. Blagojevich would have served at least 85% or 12 years of his sentence if he wasn't pardoned, meaning that March 2024 would have been the earliest time he would be up for parole. But as for Rob Blagojevich, he now fashions himself like us, podcasters, which can be found on Chicago Talk Radio. Um, I've listened to it. It's background noise at best. You know, I'm cleaning. You hear some just hooping, hollering. Yeah, and then pay attention to. But also, people, for only $500, he'll send you a personalized message via an app called Cameo. I don't know if it's still on there, but I was still doing the notes while back. He had a cameo. I'm pretty sure it's on there. But if you're willing to spend $500, either you got money and you got money to blow or you're just... Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do to spend your money. But if you're paying $500... Wow. So this is app. And it's pretty much Cameo's app where celebrities... Same. Where celebrities pass their 15 minutes of fame, try to stay relevant. And, you know, you get the point. And that is the story of Rob Blagojevich. And I mean, you talk about the balls the size of grapefruits. I mean, this guy who is is this is just quintessential Illinois politicians, the ones that get in trouble. I mean, he, this man is just drunk with power and on an ego trip and as ambitious as he is, to to have the type of hubris of I am going to sell the Senate seat of the next president of the United States as that is my that is my golden ticket. That's the Willie Walker golden ticket. And I that is my insurance policy. I'm going to be set up for life. And I'm going to use that as a bargaining chip to get what I want. Oh my goodness. Just, that is. That, I just 
I just, I just don't understand. It's, it's, it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, and you know that's the funny thing because you know we've we've done episodes, uh, especially the last few episodes we've done where it's you know we talked about gruesome murders and whatnot, and you know especially because trying to read the room, especially with twenty twenty and all of the tragedies and whatnot, you know, just doing an episode where it's kind of I guess light, nobody dies, right? But it's yeah. still doing this. This is like you see just egregious shit. And there's this kind of us, but that's fine. Right, look, we're not perfect. You know, we have flaws. I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to admit minds, but I mean, you talk about just this hubris and then when he does get caught, he blames everybody but himself. And that's so that's weird. And, and it's just I mean, so and that's the thing you 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 talked about earlier about um, you talked about earlier about do you think that could he you know run for office again? You know, this is America. We've seen stranger things. What I do know is that in Illinois, he's pretty much barred for life from ever doing political office. So at least in Illinois, that shit can you know won't go. So there's that. Another state. And that's a scary thing. Yeah, I mean, and I guess he's going to have that, you know, he has that reputation of, you know, that's that's going to follow him like, like, like shit on flies. But again, as we've seen, you know, we had a situation when we talked about uh, Trump and despite all the vitriol and all this stuff, you know, he still had 74 million people that voted for him. Now, we're not saying that Rob Lagojevich is going to run for president. He has that same cachet. But, I mean, for him running for political office is one of those things where you say never say never. You'd like to hope not. You'd like to hope not. But speaking of which, and I know I'm just on this, this whole do my my little uh, stomping point, whatnot. But I as we, before we recorded, I was... Reminded that Rob Aguavis does have a Twitter. Uh, I don't know if he still uses it as much, but you know, I was thinking I'm gonna send him a, you know, send, send him a DM, you know, try to give. Him some- see how see how he's doing. Yeah, like you know, hey, just promote this this podcast. We're fellow podcasters, you know. Compare notes, if you will. Again, we're. You want to do a retort or whatnot? He's again. He and I just checked his this thing. Like he still does this. This uh, it's the lightning rod, I believe. Ah, play on words. Lightning rod. <laughs> lightning rod. Yeah. I oh. mean, yeah. Just again, just this very Trumpocratic things. But yeah, that is the story of Rob Lagojevich, Cam. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. That. Uh... Wow, I feel like I just relived, what, 10 years ago all over again? Memories, memories. Well, um, uh, we will be back. <laughs> so again, um, by the time you'll hear this, guys, should be the, this is, we're in December now, so we do want to do a couple more episodes in before the end of the year, and then as 2021 gets in, we do promise that we'll be a little more faithful 
to you know pushing out content as much as we can make 2021 the big, biggest year yet for Killinois. You know, we did have plan, we have great plans for this year, and then obviously 2020 happened. You know, we had personal uh, personal stripes, you know, both of us and whatnot, and then just trying to navigate those type of pitfalls. But you know, we're back. Still here, I mean, not taking that for granted. So, and again, you know, whoever listens to this, we hopefully, you know, with all the craziness going on, we can, you know, make you forget for at least the last hour. Or so, if you are listening this from back to back, just forget about things for a while and just get lost in a different type of madness, you know, at least something that you can kind of poke fun in. Nothing's, you know, talking about life or death. Again, as a true crime, as we talk about murder normally. Daily, we hope you guys, uh, Enjoyed the good old history of our favorite state in the whole wide world, which we were oh. born and raised from the corn. He's, he's black. He's blacker than me. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. So um, you can find Cam on Instagram, uh, Cameron Barbo. That right? You can find her on Twitter with I like stuff six thirty. And you can find her on the Book of Face on Cam E. Wren. I forgot for a second. I was like, okay, it's going to come. It's going to come. I was like, that's the most. Um, okay, so obviously you can find Bird on the Book of Face at Alex Camp, um, which is his not his real name because his real name is actually Birdman. So don't get confused by that. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of people actually do get confused by. Um, and then his. Uh, Instagram is, I believe it's um, the world according to Alex Camp, all one word. Yep. And then I believe your Twitter, your tweets, is Birdman for America 2020. That is correct. Yes, yes, bitch. I'm glad you don't change them as much as I do. Oh no, yeah, because I remember yours was like Barboho, and uh, <laughs> and it took me a minute because again, I'm not too savvy. I don't keep tabs on my people with with social media, so I was like, I'm just thinking it's gonna be bar. I'm thinking it's always gonna be Barbo Ho. So when it was something <laughs> different, I was just like, well, fuck. <laughs> so we'll be back, guys, before the year is out. And again, we want to thank you for whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, this that you did show us the time with your busy schedules to hear us ramble about true crime. So again, for Cam, this is Bird signing out. We are Killinois. Be there or be killed. Be killed. <laughs> Boom.